Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Today we're going to be talking about something quite different. We're going to talk with someone who has been so successful in her own right, and she moved through all the ways that she had to shed things that had happened before in order to step into a mindset and a joyful way of being. My guest today is Monica Sawyer. You're going to learn about her core bliss life, and we will talk about that shortly because she has gold for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. I'm so glad you're joining me for this edition of Save Your Sanity. If you're returning, I'm delighted you found value and you came back. If you're brand new, I'm so glad that you found us. And today I'm going to be talking with my friend, Monica Sawyer. And you know what she is? She is a blissful millionaire. Does that sound like something you'd like to be? Sure sounds like something I'd like to be. Welcome to the program, Monica. <laughs> Yeah, Roberta. I just love that introduction. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Well, you know, no, not disclosing anything. Am I not blissful? Am I not a millionaire? Nobody will know. But I'll tell you that <laughs> blissful millionaire sounds really good to me. And it's not that I'm measuring things by money, but you know, if the direction that you go happens to produce, if your goal in life, if you're living your values and it happens to produce a wonderful income, great. And you've managed to do that. So let me tell everybody a little bit about you. As I said, Monique Sawyer is the blissful millionaire. She reached her financial freedom by turning, get this now, $10,000 to over $2 million working five to 10 hours a month with very little stress. Are you curious now? I bet you are. So she's now on a mission to help as many other women as she can to do the same. She hosts a top-rated podcast and podcast real estate investing for women and has also been featured on stages with Suzanne Summers and Martha Stewart. And I saw what happened when she went to the NASDAQ marketplace and was blazing in Times Square on the video screen. She's also been at Harvard and Carnegie Hall. She's been on NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox and reached millions of people. So welcome to the program after all that. <laughs> Thank you. Were you talking about me? <laughs> Were your tears burning? <laughs> My mother-in-law said, well, Monique, that's quite a bio. And I'm like, I know. I don't even know that person. <laughs> it's pretty well, funny. 
I, well, I know that person. I don't think of her in those terms, but I do know who's being described. Monica and I have been friends for quite a while because we're both icons of influence at the New Media Summit in the podcasting world. And we've chatted so many times about getting together on air and we're actually doing it today. So I'm so excited. But, you know, I know that each one of us has a journey. We have walked over certain things. Sometimes we've walked over coals to get where we need to go. What were the, the steps that allowed you to make shifts that would allow you to accept the idea that you could be a blissful millionaire? Mm. Such a good question. So, you know, my journey actually begins way back when my parents came to the United States as immigrants. Um, they came here as newlyweds. They had an, a traditional arranged marriage and they had $200 in their pocket and just hope and a dream. Right. And so but they had heard that the golden ticket to creating wealth in the United States was to buy real estate. So a couple of years after they were married, they had me. I was their first child. Yay. And then <laughs> and then with their hearts filled with this joy and bliss and hope for this new child, they decided that they would start investing in real estate so that they could give me the life that they dreamed of for me. So when I was three, they, they bought their very first rental property and they had saved like all of their nickels and dimes to make that happen, but they stayed on target. And then fast forward 15 years, they paid for my college education through real estate. They did the same for my two sisters. They paid for our weddings. So we saw what real estate could do, right? So when I went to college and then I graduated, I graduated during a recession. I could, I could barely get a job. I got a really crappy job. <laughs> graduated from UC Berkeley and got a crappy job, you know? That was heartbreaking. But, um, but I was scared. You know, I'm one of those women. I had seen, I had lived in India and I had seen what happens to women who cannot take care of themselves? Um, in India, a lot of it is culturally based, but it is true that education and pow empowering yourself does change the way that you get treated. And this is something you talk about all the time, right? So I had seen that in India. And one of the things that I had determined is I will never be dependent on a man. I will never want for money. And I feel so much like Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> I will never be hungry again. <laughs> but, well, you know, I, I aspire to what Laurel Langemeyer said, you know, a man is not a financial plan. That's right. <laughs> so I get it. I, yeah. get it. I, I tell my kids, a mother is not a financial plan too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We got to take responsibility for our own lives because then it gives us the power to live the life that we want right? But you see, there's the hook. And there's why we're talking on Save Your Sanity today, because whether or not you just want to feel calm and peaceful and have a life that is unfettered by toxicity, or whether you want to be a blissful millionaire, you have to do what Monica just said. You have got to know clearly what it is you want. You have to go in the direction of that in order to arrive at it. So that's where the similarity in the journey is, whether or not you are, are moving away from toxicity or you're moving towards wealth or joy or whatever it is in your life. So this is very important. And, you know, I know that we don't come through unscathed. We don't come through without having met a toxic person or two or had a vendor or a buyer or a seller or 
somebody in our life somewhere that's been less than stellar and affirming and validating. So every one of us walks through that. But what you're saying is, okay, that might happen, but you saw a path, you chose the path, you walked the path that got you where you wanted to go. Exactly. For me, it was truly freedom, freedom from anybody. It's funny, it's changed over the years, right? I did not want anybody to have authority over me. I wanted authority over my own self and my own life. And so for me, the, whatever it was, the pursuit of wealth was I wanted authority over my own life. I wanted to get married because I was in love and I wanted to, not because I had to. I wanted to make choices about whether I had children or not and what my path was going to look like. And through that whole process, that was my life journey. It needed to stay blissful. I had suffered huge abuse as a young child, not by my parents' hand, but because I was the wrong color in a white community. Um, so I, I, my journey towards happiness has started very young or bliss because I knew I didn't want to keep my life like that. I wanted to feel blissful. So it was a huge priority for me. So even as I was building my wealth, as I was building my business and my life, my adult life, <laughs> I knew that it had to be blissful. That was a high priority for me. Well, you mentioned something that definitely relates to people who are with hijackers is that marginalization. You had some marginalization, some isolation by being culturally different in your community. That affects you. It affects how you think about yourself, how you see yourself, what what you think you can aspire to. And you have to do things to overcome that, which obviously you did. You know, you were talking about India, and I so enjoyed being in India. I was there for a little more than a month. And I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, I have photographs that I took of women doing road work in colorful saris, you know, shoulder to shoulder with the men. And then in the opposite side, I have experiences of being in Rishikesh and going over um, Shivananda Jula, the bridge over to this wonderful ashram where I could buy a room for 1500 US dollars. And the only stipulation was that I had to allow an Indian person to live there who had no family when I wasn't there. So people get marginalized. They get left behind. They're excluded from things. And when we're in a toxic relationship, we feel very isolated and marginalized and excluded from things because when we're engaging, then there's surveillance happening. Why did you say that? Why are you with those people? Why did you look happy? What were you doing? Were you talking about me? I mean, all kinds of awful things happen. So I just want to keep drawing the parallels here mm -hmm. because sometimes we just think that it only happens in relationships, but it happens in relationships that are not primary relationships. It happens in cultural differences. It happens in bullying situations in schools and, and in workplaces. And all of these things are true. So when you were moving through that abuse and toxicity, what was your self-talk? What did you begin to have to say to yourself in order to make it all right for you to succeed and take up space and draw breath? Mm -hmm. So... I want to start by, with answering that question by defining what I mean by bliss. 
So bliss for me is a real deep sense of joy and contentment and the confidence that you can handle anything that comes your way emotionally. So it's real about, really about emotional mastery and emotional resilience. So as a young woman or a young child, which became a young woman, the self-talk was an awful lot about, I'm not good enough. I don't belong. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm ugly. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff. The, and so I would preemptively defeat myself before someone else could do it, right? Um, and I became very much of a pleaser, which then created more abuse, right? I said yes when I wanted to say no. And boys did horrible things. So, so as we move, our self-talk is such a big deal, right? I allowed that stuff to happen because I devalued myself and I gave others the power over me. When I turned 16, I actually lived in India and people saw me as very, very different. Um, And part of it had to do with the class system, which I hate, but it's kind of a reality that I benefited from people, me being in a country where I was the same color I was considered smart. I was considered um, sought after because I was American. So there was a lot of things. So there was a shift in, oh, this is what life could look like. People think I'm beautiful. You know, 24 people asked if they could marry me at the age of 16. Like, okay, so seriously, at the age of 16? But you can imagine for a 16-year-old what that felt like after having been abused so badly my whole life, right? So... Yeah, so, so that contrast really shifted for me. And that's when I started moving towards, wait a minute, I don't deserve this. And so the inner dialogue became, I am beautiful. I am worthy. There are 1 billion people like me out the world. I am not the minority. That was a big one for me. I am not the minority. You people are the minority. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I also added a little bit of humor in there and sassiness. And I started to become a real person. And as I was moving through that, this is hard. This is hard work, right? Um, But I was so determined that when I came back to the United States, I was not going to come back to what I had experienced before. And so that's how that journey came and started. That was the turning point. And that's the languaging that really changed. It's just started at the very base level. I am worthy, right? It does start there. You know, um, I had the opportunity to be on your podcast and I was talking about getting to the place where you honestly believe you deserve to take up space and draw breath on this earth. That's the equivalent of saying I'm worthy to take up space and draw breath. What I think and want and need and prefer matters it may only matter to me, but it matters and I'm allowed to feel that way. And for people who are in toxic relationships or stuck or were raised by toxic parents and have not had that freedom accorded to themselves yet, hearing that, I hope that that opens something up for you to say, hey, you're here. You know, the likelihood of each one of us taking birth is very slim. All of those sperm, one of them finally meets an egg and that's you And there were millions of sperm that got wasted looking for the opportunity to create (laughs) you. So 
I think that we are very wise to live with the mindset that we have been given an opportunity of a lifetime. And with that opportunity, what are we going to use it for? So that shift that happened when you went from from being the very, very, very small fish in a different pond to coming into a pond full of fish just like you, <laughs> where you all deserve to take up space and draw breath. I love, I love that shift and that you could bring that home with you because that is a very, very empowering, empowering thing to learn about ourselves. So your parents set you up to realize what was possible you went through these changes. You recognize that the basis is, I have to believe I'm worthy. And then you had college and this quote unquote, your word crappy job, which was not where you planned to arrive when you started the process. It <laughs> happened to a lot of people at that time. Mm -hmm. And how did you stay on course? Because again, tying that to to the people who are with toxic people sometimes you want that course but it's hard it and hard. so you keep kind of going back and forth two steps forward one step back you know mm -hmm. sometimes three steps back how did you progress to that yeah. change so it's really interesting so i had this this quote may not have the impact on your audience. And so I'd really appreciate you drawing the bridge on this. But here is what happened for me. I, um, I was sitting with my dad one evening after I had graduated from college. I was home and we were sitting over the kitchen table and he said something to me that completely changed everything for me. I was talking about how I was stressed out and how was I going to get money? And I was so afraid. So these things, right. You know, as a, as a 22 year old girl, young woman that had all these dreams and the world was already falling apart around me. Right. And dad put his hand out and he held my hand and it still tears me up as I remember this moment where he said, you know, Monica, everybody has stress and everybody has fear. Do you want poor people money problems or do you want rich people money problems? And it was such a big paradigm shift for me because I thought rich people never had problems. <laughs> right? Right? And so, but it, it allowed me to see the world from a completely different perspective. And in that moment, I was like, I want rich people money problems. And it allowed me then to springboard forward to taking actions toward that rather than wallowing in my fear and stress and not knowing what I was going to do. Do you know what I mean? I do, because drawing that bridge that you mentioned, this is the difference between saying, I could have rich, emotional, rich person's problems, meaning I can go in any direction, do anything that I want. And a poor emotional mentality is I can't do anything. Nobody will let me. The world is a terrible place and I'm going to go out and eat worms. You know, it's that, it's that decision that we make. Now, I don't mean to make that sound easy. Again, it's, it's one easy. of those things that you 
that you capture and you like it and then life intervenes and you lose it and you get it again and you know eventually hopefully you 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 get to that pivot point where you're actually doing it more you're recognizing that power and strength more and then you behave from it and pretty soon you start to leave behind the more impoverished point of view the more impoverished emotional life so not planting it as easy, not saying, hey, why aren't you doing this yet? Understand completely. We both do that it is not a direct path. You know, it is not a straight line A to B. It's a whole lot of zigzags and cul-de-sacs and obstacles and mountains and, and chasms. But the fact is, you got to keep your eyes on the prize. You so, that is so true. And for me, the eyes on the prize was financial freedom. And I wanted to get married, but I was going to get married on my terms. Um, but for so many people, and you know, I had been in abusive relationships. I had been raped. I had been um, badly beat up. I had been in those things. Um, and it was just, even after coming back from India, right, there's this journey. We don't just change instantaneously because we have an aha moment, right? <laughs> we, we go through a journey and life will continue to test us. You know, and we're kind of going through that right now, right, with the quarantine. Life is really testing us. Like, what are you made of, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going through that right now. But through my whole life, there have been all of those tests. Who are you? What are you made of? What are you willing to put up with? What are you willing to do for your freedom? And I have never, ever gone against my values or done something that I would feel bad about, regret, illegal, any of that stuff. But I, very, very, I was very focused, even on those times when I slipped and I allowed horrible things to happen. Um, I took responsibility for them because here's the thing. <clears throat> if you take responsibility for the things that go wrong in your life, it empowers you to create change, right? So if you're in a relationship where you're being abused, and I have been there, instead of saying that person is horrible, why do they do this to me? Ask yourself, why am I here? What is it that I'm getting from this relationship that I need to be here? And can I give that that to myself so that I can get out? Well, that's so important, and I love the way that you said that, Monica. I want everybody to know where to find you. They can find you at core, C-O-R-E, lisslife.com. You want to hear more about Monica, go there, corelislife.com. She has a gift for you, and I'm going to put that in. It's about real estate. It's about making money. You'll find it in the show notes just for your simplicity. If you happen to be driving right now and don't have a pen, don't worry. Everything that we talk about and every way to connect with Monica is in the show notes. So I'm glad that you brought this up because, you know, the, the obvious picture that for me that popped up was if it were so simple, we would go to one seminar, the person would say something brilliant, we would change our life, we'd never have to go to another seminar. That's yeah. And it's just never that way. (laughs) It isn't that way. We learn incrementally. You know, when I wrote the book Kaizen for Couples, Kaizen is a Japanese word that was made up by Edward Deming, but it's a Japanese word that means small positive incremental improvements changes Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. small doable things you can do and that's where our power lies we don't often make huge leaps 
we may make a huge leap in our thinking, but then we have to come back and put it into place. So knowing that we make small, sustainable changes that lead us to where we want to go. So I can hear in your story that that happened. You know, like you, I have been raped. I have been abused. I have been all those things. And do you know that there are statistics that say that successful women I think the last number I heard was one in eight have been really through a whole lot, right? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting at a table years ago when that was the statistic, and I think it's down to one in four or something now, but when it was the statistic, we'd all flown in to speak at a big conference. So we were kind of, you know, nobody knew anybody else. So we're having dinner together, these women, and the woman who brought that statistic to the table was going to speak about that kind of thing. And so we all decided to go around the room, eight out of eight, every single one wow. of them had been through some kind of violence, some kind of abuse, usually sexual, definitely emotional, had overcome all kinds of obstacles. And there they were all at the top of their field, all being flown in to help other people. So this is part of our journey and the journey is what we do with it. You know, if we just passively sit back and say, oh, life is happening to me, ain't it awful, they're doing me wrong, that stance will not get you what's in your heart. And it's really important for you to understand that, yeah, you don't have to do it all at once, but keep inching forward. Keep inching in the direction of your dreams. Because you could become a blissful millionaire like Monica. <laughs> Try yeah. that one on. I am a blissful millionaire. Oh, that feels good. Does that feel good? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, here's another thing that I just want to say that was so beautifully said. You know, remember laughter. When we're taking responsibility for our lives and when things get tough and they often do, and especially if you're in a toxic relationship or you're overcoming, you know, coming to the other side of that, remember to laugh. Because you'll notice one of the things that Roberta does and one of the things that I do is that laughter truly is the best medicine. It really changes. If you can't change your mind, you can start by changing your physiology. And as you change your physiology, you change your mind. Laughter can get you there. So so much of the time when life feels hard, we forget to smile. We feel grumpy. We never laugh. Even when something's funny, we roll our eyes. You know, if something's funny, try laughing. <laughs> so this is one thing that I say to people, no matter where you're at, smile often, laugh loud, and love yourself. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, of course, I agree. And I wanted to say something about laughter because. It is so therapeutic, you know, back in long time ago, 40 years ago, Norman Cousins healed himself by watching funny videos. He had a very, very serious diagnosis and he, he did himself so much good by simply following a good regime of taking care of himself and then laughing a lot. There are laughter yoga groups you can belong to if you don't laugh easily. Go and be silly. Join them online. Join them with with the video off so nobody sees you but you know certainly enjoy a good belly laugh i have been enjoying them there's someone on facebook that posts something every day 
and it's it's something about healthy positive living i get a belly laugh every single time it's always a graphic but it just captures me but the thing is the more that you laugh the more you're ready to laugh mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Right. And again, it's an inside job. I can stay in Ain't It Awful or I can say, and where are the possibilities? And you can, you're, it's all right to be depressed and still laugh, you know, because eventually the laughter will lift you. And mm-hmm. these are important things. Now, don't laugh at hijackals. That's no, don't laugh at them. Out. Absolutely don't, not. Don't laugh at humans and don't particularly laugh at hijackals. Mm-hmm. You can laugh when it is appropriate and antics are funny and children are doing crazy things. That's lovely. But we're not, we're laughing with them because they are intending to entertain us. But we don't want to laugh at or put people down. And I just wanted to be very clear. We're not talking about that, but find the joy, find the funny bits, seek them out if you need them. It's important. They're all over the place. They're all over Facebook right now. And I'm having such a good time with these moments just you know that's funny like I posted a meme the other day that came to me and it it was simply a centipede washing his hands going well this is going to take a while (laughs) (laughs) yes it will (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) you know hey we're we're it's getting a little old washing our hands and repetitive and fearful like why do I have to keep doing this and am I safe and am I washing them right or long enough and how many times did I actually sing happy birthday Um, (laughs) so it's really something that's top of mind for us so if you had a, a hundred hands might take you a little longer so maybe you could rejoice you only have two right (laughs) so you know these are important things we're talking about and finding that joy you know when i was in india someone asked me what what did i find the uh you know what were things that i really enjoyed and i was up in the north of india so i was from delhi up to dharamsala and through Mm -hmm. chandigarh and and back what I found that I enjoyed was tea shacks that I would go and get tea and then you sit on those outside um, woven leather kind of big beds where everybody kind of hangs around. Those cots, yes. Yeah, and everybody's laughing. They may so have much the laughter. Most difficult life and it, they may have been working so hard, but that's not what they're talking about. They're laughing. And it was just that they found joy in the moment. And we can find joy in the moment too. So important for us. So do you have a strategy that if you get into a difficult conversation or you find yourself in a difficult situation, because being a real estate investor, if you have rental properties, that's going to happen. Or you're going to have a broker or you're going to have a property manager or something who wants to go sideways. What's your strategy? I create a bliss moment. So this is a strategy that I love to give everybody. You talked about your breath with the eight, what is it? Four, seven, eight, right? Mm-hmm. I do what I call create a bliss moment. So when I'm getting in a moment where I'm getting riled up, <clears throat> something's going sideways or whatever's happening. Maybe someone cut me off in traffic. You know, things happen that get us upset. Um, I do what I call a bliss moment. So I, it's called stop, drop, and breathe. So stop is to create the an interrupt in your head. So a lot of times the stress happens because of the story that begins to happen in our mind, right? Like that person shouldn't be reacting that way. 
is a reaction. Well, there is no shoulds. It's what is happening, right? So you stop that. You do an interrupt. Then you drop down into your heart. So you get out of your head, remove your consciousness into your body, and take a few deep breaths. Feel your feet underneath you. And now speak from this place of being grounded and more relaxed. Because the way that you respond will change the conversation and the energy of the interaction. So you can do that anywhere. I've done it while people were yelling at me. And you'll see, like in the old days, I would like literally do like really deep breaths and people are like, what are you doing? Right? (laughs) So I've developed the skill of taking those deep breaths and really relaxing myself without it being obvious. Like you were saying, you can smile and do it, right? Um, So you can do it that way. But that's my thing. And I will tell you, There are times when I have to do that 10 times in an hour, right? But if I'm able to do it, it changes the vibration or the energy of the interaction. But more importantly, it changes the way that I respond. That's beautiful. So Monique said, stop, drop, and breathe. Mm -hmm. So just think about that. You're in charge. You're in charge of you. You're in charge of your response to life. Again, simple, not so easy. In the beginning, it might be a little difficult to remember that when you're, you know, you're all riled up and just looking for somewhere to strike out. <laughs> but if you can just remember that, stop. You know, what, I, what I'll add to that from my own, my own teachings for people is that when you see yourself going to the dark place or the anger or the upset, breathe and say, for what might this be good? Mm. if you can Mm -hmm. just veer yourself off into how could I turn this into an opportunity Mm -hmm. how could I how could I learn more about this person in front of me how could I take it so that I'm not taking it in I'm leaning in Mm. right so I love that stop drop and breathe Mm -hmm. and I hope you will listen to that and if you're a little confused because Monique is saying I was talking about four seven eight breathing and all these things (laughs) It's because we were just before we opened, we were talking together and I was sharing with her that I had just given some of these strategies in, in a previous podcast episode for when you're housebound with a hijackle. What can you do? Life-saving immediate practices to be an antidote to the toxicity that you may be experiencing. And mm-hmm. this is very important for us. So you know, I just love the things that I've learned about you today, Monica. Thank you so much. You've asked such good questions. I've loved this conversation. Thank you. Well, me too. I mean, we've known each other for a few years and we've never had this particular conversation. So I'm kind of glad we saved it for the Save Your Sanity podcast. <laughs> Everything happens in the perfect time, wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Tell people about your podcast. Where could they go to learn more if they'd like to be a blissful millionaire? Yeah. So the podcast is called Real Estate Investing for Women. And the focus is on, obviously, we talk about 50% of the time, we talk about specific real estate strategies. But the other 50% of the time, we talk about mindset, heart set, emotional mastery, money smarts, all of those things that are an imperative to creating success and a blissful life. So I'm really about the holistic creation of wealth so that it, cre- it helps to support the joy in our life through the whole journey, not just when you get to the result. Because here's the thing, who we become 
through that journey is who's going to be amplified when you have all those riches. If you're a good person and you're wealthy, you will do good with it in the world. If you're an angry person and you're wealthy, what are you going to do? Or if you're a greedy person. That's right. Or if you're a hijackal and you're wealthy. Right. So become the person that you want to amplify for yourself and for your communities and for your family. Right? So that's really what the show is about. And again, it's called Real Estate Investing for Women. So much good information. Thank you so much, Monica. My pleasure. Monica Sawyer, you find her at coreblisslife.com. You will find Real Estate Investing for Women podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. Go and find them. Just like you find Save Your Sanity, whether you like TuneIn or Stitcher or iHeartRadio or wherever you like, go and find them and listen to them. Take it in. You know, it's a free seminar. And it's someone to walk along with you because there are many, many episodes. And so you can always go back and stay in that pattern that we were talking about. So it's not just, well, I had the idea, now I go away and forget about it. You can go back and listen to another and another. I know I'm constantly having new clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing. And they'll say, I've been listening to you day and night for three months. Now I need to ask you questions. (laughs) And podcasts are there to walk with you. So very, very important. So if you've been listening, you know where to find me, forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationship, H-E-L-P.com. That's also the name of my YouTube channel. All good stuff there for you. You'll find the notes on on how to find Monica and her great gift. And we will be back. But in the meantime, and you know what I'm going to say because I say it every single time. In the meantime, while the space between you listening to this one and you listening to the next one, be very good to yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.